Lego. Lego. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Back to Brick podcast. I'm your host, Garrett, and we're going to be having another designer interview. And this time it's going to be with the Brickman. And that's his Instagram handle and the dot Brickman. Definitely check out his work. And uh, I first, you know, I want to introduce you and welcome you onto the podcast. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. You know, let's just start off with tell us a little bit about yourself uh, so our listeners can uh, understand. What what brought you to the Lego world? Sure. I mean, I'm I'm the Brickman, the dot Brickman. I'm a 20-year-old college student. I uh, just have always loved playing with Lego. Ever since I was a kid, it was the only thing I've ever asked for, <laughs> for Christmas, my birthday, etc. And I really, you know, loved military history growing up and just learning about different battles. So I found a community that, you know, collaborates both into, into one. And, and now here I am. Awesome. Yeah, especially for people that go over the Instagram account, you'll see it's not just custom minifigures, which will be specific to, you know, wartime, but there's also battle scenes and areas that we'll talk about from some of your other bigger posts. But I always start off the interview, of course, with your sig fig. What do you think would define you? And, you know, now looking at your parts, you know, you have weapons and hats and other things that are not Lego oriented. You can use those because I feel like as a someone that enjoys that, what would personify you in a minifig? Right. Uh, it would most likely be the minifigure as my profile picture, which is a Soviet during uh, the Eastern Front during World War Two. So just a classic Yushanka with a white scarf, a dark brown trench coat. All, all these parts are the torso and the legs are third party minifigure parts, but you know, they're they're brown trench coat items. So yeah. Can you explain to our listeners what a Yushanka looks like? Oh, sure. So Yushanka is like a Russian uh, or I guess Soviet winter hat. It's it's furry, it's uh it's really thick and it keeps your head warm during the really cold Russian winters. Yeah, I, I feel like they're It'd have to be pretty warm since Russian winters are pretty cold, depending on where you're at. <laughs> right. When do you think you got into Lego? Like what year when you were a kid? So actually, I know this the exact moment because <laughs> I remember it pretty well. I was with my dad looking at some toy websites and he showed me the Lego website. This was back in uh, 2006. So I was around six years old and he decided to buy me the oh, shoot. It was the. A Batman, a Lego Batman set. I think it was like the Batman Two-Face Escape with Two-Face's little vehicle with his uh, and his henchmen. And I still have the Batman car in my basement, so it's cool. That is cool, and it's it's cool to still have your your first set because I know a lot of people they either have lost it or the parts are still all over the place. Because I know mine, if I can remember what it is, is definitely just a pile of bricks somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But then, you know, you evolved and continued to build with Lego. So do you still play and buy Lego to this day? Other than so, the ones that we'll talk about, but just like Lego sets. Right, right. So I'd say the last Lego set I bought was the Lego Ferris wheel, I believe. It was two years ago. I went to the Lego store, the local Lego store, and just bought it for fun. I still have it um, in the other room. It's motorized. It's awesome. But yeah, that, that was the last Lego set. I haven't really bought that many. Lego sets. I do buy a lot of uh, Bricklink orders for, for builds. 
that, that is something I still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say definitely for some of these parts, it's harder to find in a lot of sets, especially like browns aren't used as much as they used to. Um, and then for some of your other builds, I see a lot of foliage. So that would probably be some of your bigger brick link orders, I'm guessing. Right, right. Definitely takes up the majority of my brick link orders. Yes. <laughs> but But now like let's blend in you know, we talked about Lego, but let's blend in the military side of the house. What brought you into, you know, enjoying military history? Right. So uh, I was actually born in Russia. I was born in Moscow. And then I came to LA, mainly grew up in LA, but I do have half my family lives in Russia. So when I go there, uh, my grandpa always tells me his, uh, his, uh, just some uh, stories of of his par- of how his parents fought in World War II and et cetera. And I just always found that really interesting. I'll, I occasionally will just read a random article about a, a historical event or watch a, some World War II documentary online or something of that sorts. And I didn't, I never thought there would be a community that incorporated Lego with it, but you know, here I am. So I'm really glad that something like this exists. How did you find that military Lego community? It's a great question. So I started uh, Lego military stuff back in 2015. I went to a Lego convention called World War Brick, which was sponsored by Brickmania. Brickmania is like this big Lego military company that um, sells third-party Lego military figures and vehicles. They're kind of expensive, but they've been around for a while now, and uh, they were hosting a convention called World World War Brick. It was in Anaheim, California, and I decided to make a, a mock, you know, my own creation, a little display of, I think it was Battle of Iwo Jima and brought it to the convention and then kind of went from there. And then actually two years later, uh, yeah. So after that convention, I just kind of continued to do my own stuff. Still didn't know there was a community behind all of it. So two years later, I made another mock, Operation Barbarossa, 1941. And I decided to make a video, you know, showing all these scenes that I made in the mock. And I found a couple of mock contests on YouTube that were hosted by a couple of smaller YouTube channels, you know, less than uh, 500 subscribers. And I decided to submit my mock to their contests and I won, won a couple of contests. It was cool. And one of the guys who hosted the contest was called War Bricks. Also, uh, I won't say his real name, but yeah, War, War Bricks. Still talk to this day. And uh, he basically introduced me to a bunch of his buddies in the military community. And then I, since then, I slowly just kind of been meeting more and more people and trying to grow the community as a whole. That's cool. So how many how many people do you know, I guess, from that community? Because I've seen them and we'll talk about it from like the a brick convention, but it seems to be a very it's like a niche inside the niche of Lego. And I feel like it's very catered to specific people. Right. Right. It's uh, at the conventions is definitely like a smaller section. There are a lot of international people in the community who don't have the capabilities of going to the U.S. conventions. Who I do know, who who I do know a lot of, uh, like a lot of people from there, you know, international students or sorry, Lego members. And there's just been recently, especially last year or two, because I've only been the military community for the last three and a half years. There have been a lot of new people who just decide to join out of nowhere and make mocks. And it's great. Continues to grow. Oh, yeah. And now with your builds, like more of your recent posts, you kind of do groupings of figures and battle uh, battleware. Are they are there any stories behind how those posts come to be? Where you have is it certain eras or how would you how would you say? Sure. So it's called it's called Fig Bar. That's <laughs> like kind of the nickname <laughs> for it, or just Fig Combos. And I'm not definitely the first one to to do this, but there were a lot of people 
who just randomly will post like some, you know, fake combos of this specific event in history. And I just really thought that was interesting. I was doing it a lot when I was at my university because I didn't have pieces there and I only mm-hmm. could bring my minifigures. So most of the first, like I'd say 20 or so fig posts uh, that I have were just taken in my dorm with my camera and I would just buy and sell different military figure parts and, and try to you know talk about as many themes as I could in my dorm. <laughs> with those photos, do you just take them with uh, your, your phone or do you have a specific camera that you like to use? Because the setups look nice. They're very clean, just standard, but you would never even guess they're from a dorm. <laughs> right, right. So I use a Canon 80D. It was my high school graduation gift. It's a great camera. It's a little pricey, but it has amazing zoom and focus. And uh, that's what I use to take all my pictures, basically, for the last, I guess, uh, two years or so. And yes, uh, I don't think a lot of people know that, <laughs> that the background for most of these figure posts are just from my dorm. Some of the backgrounds obviously look a little different. And those are, are in the room I am right. I'm in right now. So that's that's cool because it, it just shows that you can do and post or make things anywhere. There's no limit. You don't have to have a, a light box. You don't have to have these specific things, just a camera and the ability to take a photo. Right. You definitely don't need an expensive camera. Uh, I used my iPhone 6 to take a majority of my photos when I first started uh, doing all of this and they look great to me. So definitely don't need one. It's nice that, you know, the figures, you can constantly use certain pieces and just change it. Uh, I'm guessing like some, of, as you said, some of these pieces are probably pretty expensive to purchase. Now, do you purchase a lot of these third-party figures from, what was it, Brickmania that does right. the military? Right. So there's there's a couple of them. So there, uh, Brickmania is, is the biggest one has the biggest following it's been around for the longest time but there are uh there's a couple more so there's one called citizen brick which is based in chicago um i talked to the owner of that company a couple times at uh, various lego conventions he's an awesome guy they do military stuff they also do some pop culture minifigures as well and then there's another one called the minifig co which I think uh, was I think established 2015 and they do primarily military stuff but they've also dabbed into uh, pop culture as well they they price their oh wait and then there's another sorry there's another company in uh, in the UK called United Bricks and they do the exact same thing but m- primarily just only military figures so those are like the three other s- main minifigure uh, companies they don't make their own sets they mainly only focus on minifigures and they all charge the same around the same price per figure which is about 16 dollars per figure whoa and i thought five dollars for a sig fig was expensive (laughs) no no it's definitely not a cheap hobby (laughs) it can be expensive i'm i mean i'm guessing they probably know each other since they all do the same you know products in some way they do there uh there's some rivalry uh between each one <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit because sometimes they've made figures that look very similar to one another there's been some competition there but yes the prices going back to the prices they are quite high i i do realize that now and but but the value of them i was talking about this on a, another podcasting the resale value does go up for most of them so if you do buy some and you don't want to use them anymore, if you list them on eBay, most likely they, they will sell for more than what you paid for. So you, it's not a bad if you would want to buy more and you're running out of money. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's the same thing with any almost any Lego minifigure. 
well not any but specific Most. ones of course yeah, yeah. yeah. because people collect those and then they don't have them so they gotta get them back but right. uh, do you have a favorite company that you like to purchase your military figures from so that's a big question in the military community like who's the best company to buy from i personally enjoy all three i i really don't know why there's such a big competition between each one i really try to actually incorporate uh, elements or like figure parts from from all three companies and and kind of you know make combos with them and, and that's how i make my figure posts i was gonna say some people probably are like purists where they're like i only buy from this company because they make just the best kind of quality blah 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 oh yes there's there are definitely a lot of people like that yeah, I mean, in general, when I make a mock, it's the same thing. I like this ship that Lego's built, but I know I could fix it in this way. But then I'm like, do I keep it the same or do I modify it? And that's, I guess, some of the challenges you might face is like, oh, this war figure is better, but this has an extra piece or something that you kind of weigh your pros and cons for it. Right. I, I totally forgot to mention there's another company called uh, MMCB, Military Capes, um, uh -huh. and, they're, and they kind of go over the torso and the hips of the figure. They were really popular at the time, but then the guy who ran the business decided to close it down. So everyone who owns those capes now, they go for like quadruple the value. But recently, I think there's another company uh, called Brick Fabric. One of my mm. buddies in uh, Moscow has been has uh, cr created that company, and they've been trying to uh, replicate that cape business. It must be interesting running these kind of companies that they're not big, but they're big enough to still be successful in some way. Right. I always wanted to somewhat do that to an extent, but I just I don't. I think the machines that you know prints on minifigures cost a lot of money, so it's a <laughs> It's a, you'd have to put a lot of money into it at first if you want to get, you know, start doing that. Kind oh of stuff. yeah. I saw somebody that, I mean, there's, there's tons of companies out there that do prints. So they, they might even just, you know, custom order those in just large lots. But someone I had just interviewed, he had stickers on his builds and I'm like, oh, those are nice stickers. Do you make them yourself? He's like, no, I actually use model kits. He uses the prints that come in model kits to just adapt and change his model to, use those so like for aircraft if it's a navy aircraft he just buys this little wet down kind of stickers that stick on without having a peel or an adhesive oh yeah so uh, yeah uh, decals yeah 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 the water yeah uh those those are also popular I've, yeah i totally forgot about this i haven't seen those in a while but there, there's a company called roglin customs that used to make a lot of decals like that for military stuff yeah, it's, it's cool. Now, in these builds, you know, some have scenes and some are just the figures. But what do you think draws you to make a scene? Uh, great question. So it really, it just depends on maybe something I was inspired from a movie that I watched or just randomly came across my mind or I was talking about it with uh, some other buddies in the community. It's, it's really just kind of random. There's no specific order. I guess I tried to, in the beginning, I tried to make a scene slash mock depicting every kind of terrain that exists. So I made a Pacific mm -hmm. mock, I made a winter mock, I made a desert mock, I made a jungle mock, you know, I made a, I guess, a jungle coast-like terrain, which is the Mongolian Invasion Japan collaboration build. It, it, yeah, I, I, that, that was the main goal, I guess, was just try to build as many kinds of terrains as I could. Do you have a specific area you like to build and display your mocks in? So like... Is it jungle? I appreciate like your World War One trench that you did. And I thought that, you know, using the darker red for the clay and, you know, well, blood since it is a wartime 
showing that you know this is what it looked like just in lego form oh right right uh yeah thank you you know a couple hours but there's some people who've made some crazy long trench lines there's so many interesting scenes that you can make with having that uh built so it's awesome it's crazy just the certain ones from space just it's crazy because people it was the great war but a lot of people don't really know much about it because they just know about world war ii since it's the most recent history of such a large-scale war it is disappointing because i think military history or in history in general is just sometimes it does lack where people like why did we go to war in world war one well pretty stupid reasons <laughs> but <laughs> you'd have to learn about it a little bit and make sure like history doesn't repeat itself that whole thing and exactly, I, exactly. yeah i was gonna say i, I feel I, like you would appreciate that <laughs> yes that's that part of the goal of doing all this too just you know re-educating everyone on stuff you know you probably learned in history class in high school or history courses in college it's just just for fun, you know, just remembering those moments. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate when you do your posts. So, like, if anyone looks at the post, it does tell, like, a little history of some event or battle. And I think that that's great, even the smallest tidbit of educational, as well as, you know, like, kids love minifigures. So this is a great way not only to, you know, get them interested in Lego, it keeps them interested in the history that, that happened in those eras. Right. Right. Is there a specific minifig or build that you really enjoy doing or have, I guess? I would say uh, I've always enjoyed making my, uh, like, you know, the the, fo- the foliage in my Vietnam War monks. I, I really enjoy doing that. It can kind of like make the, the background so dense that you really don't know like what's behind it. And it's always fun to, to just make different kinds of uh, bush and, and, and tree and trees and stuff like that. So I always found foliage challenging. <laughs> Because you want to make it different in some way, but still, you you really only have so many uniformity of parts to to create something like that. Right, I agree. You know, we talked about how you kind of got in the community through conventions. What are what are your takes on like the military scene at uh, the conventions? Because it says on your post, you know, like non political, but. And we don't talk politics on this podcast, but do you see it happen sometimes when you're at conventions, people want to talk politics if you have a military thing going on? Yes. Uh, not even in con- at conventions, but just in uh, the DMs, direct messages and, and mm-hmm. group chats online. There are definitely people in the community who can be a little immature about things and, and, and really speak their mind about specific moments in history that can honestly just be kind of ridiculous. But I just, I personally, I try to just avoid it and not really care that much about it. Just let them be and just focus on my own content. That's the, yeah. And especially the the thing is with anything military related, there's always two sides. So no matter what, it's hard for anyone to take one side over the other in, in some cases. Right. We do, there, there has been, you know, discussions, debates that have been formal and, and appropriate and doesn't are, are normal and, and, and those happen and those are great. But at times, you know, those, they have been <laughs> go other directions. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> now you've said about the community you work with, have you ever done any like large scale collabs? We were talking offline about it, but I wanted to see dive a little deeper into uh, some of the Lego community that you got to be involved with. For sure. For sure. So there's a, I went to brick fair, Virginia, which I believe is the biggest Lego convention in North America, I think. I'm not sure about that. But it's one of the biggest ones. outside. It's just outside D.C. Basically, a couple buddies of mine. I didn't know them that well, actually, at the time. But they 
invited me to uh, do a collaboration project with them. Shout out uh, uh, Jesse, Seth, Alex, and Max for the help. And we started uh, thinking about an idea on what to build back in March of 2019. And the convention was in uh, August of 2019. So we did have some time. We went through a wide range of themes to, you know, specific moments in the Viking era to medieval stuff. And we really wanted to make something that no one has covered in Lego before. So we finally, <laughs> in June, <laughs> decided to make a build about the Mongolian invasion of Japan in 1274. One of the guys, I think it was, I believe it was Seth and Alex uh, helped make the layout of the whole mock. And then uh, we basically divided each section by whoever chose to do that specific part of the terrain. And we tried to incorporate as many different terrains as possible because we're all terrain builders. And that was the main, and that was our, our, our strong point for building. And it was awesome. We didn't, uh, we went, we had a uh, discord calls like this, other, you know, Skype calls occasionally to talk about uh, the, our progress and, and, and update each other on how we're doing each section of the build. And then finally, first week of August in, during the convention, basically we met up in person, we connected all together and we spent probably 12 hours <laughs> rebuilding some, some, some parts that completely fell apart while traveling to the convention. But it was a great time. We had a we we had a lot of fun. How did you split up the model? I mean, like prior to you guys coming all together, how did you and then have to rebuild it? How do we split up the model? Basically, I think I think it was just whoever wanted to make this section. We had a we had a coast section. We had a massive like mountain part that we know that one one of us was really skilled at. Jesse was really skilled at rock work, so we basically assigned him that, and he wanted to do that as well. And then we had some huts, which Seth and Max worked on, and then the back right section had some sand red which is like a really rare uh, Lego color that Alex had a lot of for some reason. I can't remember why. Or, and they also bought some more on BrickLink and he made that portion. So it was all, you know, by choice. You said it took 12 hours to rebuild it in that case just for the show. Yeah. So if, if you ever go back to my account and look at the, the build, you can see this massive like rock structure. And basically when Jesse brought it to the convention, he unwrapped it. He unwrapped the bubble wrap and it just slowly crumbled apart. So we, we had to rebuild <laughs> we had to rebuild the entire thing and there were some plates were not at the right elevation so we had mm -hmm. to take them apart and and rebuild at the right elevation but it was fun it was it was so much fun and we had a lot and a lot of the people from the other booths at the convention came over and watched us build it was great it was a good bonding experience <laughs> got to meet a lot of people everybody loves when like at the convention you got to bring it in and got to build it to some degree it is a really cool build i definitely enjoy like the history because i i didn't really know about that part of the history of the invasion in japan i appreciate getting to learn a little bit even just by looking at it have you ever considered doing any more collaboration builds yes well i i'm not sure if brick fair will happen this year because <laughs> of the pandemic i know it was canceled this year 2020 oh yeah last year if it's not canceled, I do plan on uh, being part of some collab. I'm not in one currently, but hope for the best and hopefully get to have that experience again. It was great. Yeah. Do you have any builds that you're planning to do now or are you still just kind of doing, what was it, the minifigures barf or? <laughs> yeah, fig barf. Uh, at yeah. the moment, it's mainly just figure posts. I've been just kind of busy with doing other stuff and uh -huh. just wor working other jobs and, and busy with school. I go back to uh, to New York in two weeks because I have I go to school there, so it's just kind of hard to find time to build now. But sure. wait, speak, going back to the the collab, I totally forgot to mention yeah. this. We did win uh, 
for best battle scene at the convention, which was great. You know, it was all of our, it basically, I think four out of five of us, that was our first time going to the convention. So it was really rewarding to win an award there during our first experience at that convention. We got um, interviewed by Beyond the Brick. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that YouTube channel. Yeah, if you type Lego Mongolian Invasion of Japan on YouTube, it, we should be the first one up there. And we, we just kind of like briefly talk about our sections of the build and, 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 and how we collaborated all of it together. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah, but, uh, Beyond the Brick actually was a podcast prior to them becoming a YouTube interview channel. And, oh, I did not uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. They're definitely really cool. Appreciate uh, all their videos, and they've definitely been pretty successful. And, I mean, your builds are great, and I can't wait to see. Hopefully, we have it this coming year. But for some reason, a virtual one would be awesome to to just get back to Brick Fair of Virginia. Because I don't remember if they did a virtual one this year. I know they were. there was others that have done it, but I just miss conventions. They were. They're so much fun. Yeah, they, they really are. I'm not sure about the online brick fair, but I just, I really hope, you know, things get back together, you know, th- things are resolved somewhat and, and brick fair will be open in August. Cross my yeah, fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same here. You know, first I want to thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate, you know, you tying in, you know, the history and, and Lego. It, it gets not just to like my generation or yours, but to the younger generation because they love minifigs to see this and learn from it. You know, in your time with Lego, how do you think it's really impacted your life? It's impacted a lot, actually. I was at a previous university. I'd rather not say one of the, someone told me that there was an architecture student because I'm currently an architecture student and someone else was studying architecture in the Lego community. So I reached out to him on Flickr. Shout out. His name is Intense Potato. <laughs> Shout out, Toby. <laughs> He's also a great builder. And I sent him a message asking if, you know, if if I have a chance of getting into his, his school and his architecture program or where he goes to study architecture. And he said, sure, go for it. I applied and then I got in and here I am now living with him uh, in New York City. It's awesome. I never thought I would be a living with someone from the lego community uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty remarkable so it really did physically impact your life to put you somewhere with someone in the community and you know doing architecture and still enjoying that the lego aspect now not just you but with the roommate too right and without the lego community i would have never known who he was so definitely thank thanks to that <laughs> It's, oh, it's, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, everyone out there who's interested in not just minifigs, but also like military or military history or wants to learn about it, this is a great, great site to go to. Go to the Brickman Instagram. I'll post that on the show notes here. He also has a small YouTube channel with some stop motion stuff. And if you're interested in, in, in the military community, the Lego military community, this is this is how you do it. You can just reach out to all these people that are interested in stuff like this. So thank you for coming on, taking the time to talk to myself. And our listeners today, I really appreciate the work that you've done. No, th- yeah, th- thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on this podcast. I'm glad you've made a podcast like this. I, th- I just love growing the Lego community as much as possible. It's awesome. Yeah, and that's what we're here to do. Get that uh, behind-the-scenes look in some parts of the community as well as the builders and designers out there. Because ins- hopefully it inspires others to keep creating and and doing the same thing. Don't don't feel bashful that you still like Lego. I mean, I'm 28. I still love Lego. <laughs> No stopping us. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. I hope to play a Lego for the the rest of my life. Yeah. Awesome. Again, thank you. Everyone, definitely go check out his work. I appreciate you spending your time, and uh, good luck in architecture school. Keep on building. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, could I just have a couple plugs? Or Yeah, go for it. 
Oh, sure. So yeah, like you said, uh, it's at the dot brickman on Instagram, uh, the brickman on YouTube. I have the same profile picture, and then the brickman on Flickr. If you're interested in looking at my uh, my Flickr account, so those are my three main ones. There you go. You heard it straight from the brickman himself. <laughs> Definitely go check out that stuff. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. To everyone out there, please come back and listen to some more Builder interviews. We'll have our breaking news later this Friday. Subscribe, send us a like. And if you want to be on the show or have any questions for any of our builders that have come on the show, please send them out. So uh, get creative, get out there, and go build something.